Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. And a very good Monday morning, afternoon, evening, everyone. Joe Beningo back with you again, the O the Pain podcast. It's Monday, February 5th, 2024. And the Joe Beningo O the Pain podcast brought to you by the Hackensack Brewing Company. You need a discount tire. And of course, our friends at DraftKings. Okay, so yesterday was the first Sunday since early September that we had no football. No football. And it's tough. I mean, look, you're a big football fan like me, and you know most of the guys I know. You know, there's a lot of there's some withdrawal going down. What the hell do you do with yourself on this Sunday? I mean, you couldn't even watch the last round of Pebble Beach because it got rained out with all these crazy storms that happened in California. And oh, by the way, uh, Wyndham Clark was declared the winner because they're not going to play the final round today. That's how bad the weather is in California right now. What a disaster. But anyway, so you couldn't even watch the last round at Pebble Beach. You know, maybe you watch some of the women's college basketball, South Carolina, the number one team in the country, undefeated for the women, knocking off Old Miss yesterday. There was a couple other very nondescript college games yesterday, all of that. You know, the Knicks didn't play. The Rangers didn't play. They'll be back in action tonight after the All-Star break against Colorado at the Garden. But, you know, so they're really, you know, I mean, you were you sure as hell, I'm sure, weren't watching the Pro Bowl flag football game. You know what I mean? <clears throat> so I asked some of my good buddies, big football fans, what they did to ease the pain on the first football Sunday. Obviously, the Super Bowl next week, but, you know, it's it's really all over. I mean, we'll be watching the Super Bowl and we'll we'll break down the Chiefs and the, and the Niners next on Friday, but we're not going to do that today. So I asked all my buddies, the big football fans, what did they do to ease the pain on the first football Sunday, you know, in, uh, you know, how many months, six months or whatever it is. So I asked my good buddy, Joey T. Now, Joey Joey T now has a girlfriend, which is stunning in its own right. But nevertheless, so so Joey said, you know what I did, Joe, yesterday? I took my girl. We went to Manhattan. It was a nice sunny day, a little chilly, you know, a little, little bit. But went to Manhattan with my girl, right? I took her to a a um, a champagne brunch at Cipriani's in Manhattan, one of the top restaurants there is. And we had a great time there. And then Joey, being the, you know, just the absolute Don Juan that he is, <laughs> then takes his girl uh, to Rockefeller Center to go ice skating. How about that? So that, I mean, you got to give it up for Joe. Nice day. I mean, come on, Joey. That's, that's, that's showing me something. Takes his girl to a little champagne brunch in the morning, goes to Manhattan, right? You know, dodge some of the, uh, you know, homeless people and all of that. <laughs> Took her to the champagne brunch in Manhattan and then ice skating at Rockefeller Center. I mean, that is a stellar day. Good job by you, Joe. And then I asked my, my, my real good buddy, Kenny Scarabaggio, what he did on, um, you know, on the uh, Sunday with no football. 
And Kenny, who, you know, a little bit, you know, the kind of guy that, you know, you got to kind of prod him to get out a little bit, you know? You know, Kenny's kind of, you know, a little bit, you know, there's a little bit of that with him, you know? He needs a little more, uh, a little more personality than he has, but he's working on it. So Kenny said, well, you know what I did, bro? After uh, my wife, Allison, and I went to 11 o'clock mass, after the mass, you know, we hung around at the rectory a little bit. Uh, the the priest asked me if we wanted to do the Stations of the Cross. I told him I really, <clears throat> I really didn't have time today because, <clears throat> because I'm taking Allison out shopping for a new wardrobe. So now you know there's no blue laws down where Kenny lives, down in Manalapan. It's, it's, you know, you can go shopping down there on Sunday. You can't do it up here in Bergen County. So, you know, give him credit. I mean, that's, yeah, Kenny, that's a hell of a job by you. <laughs> And, you know, really, you know, giving it up for his lovely wife, Allison. So good job by Kenny. And then I then I talked, I, I've been getting texts from my, my buddy Stan in West Orange. And I didn't realize this about Stan. But Stan is a very, very big music guy. You know, he's kind of like almost on the level that I'm at. You know what I mean? Like, you know, delirious. And I'm singing Winchester Cathedral before the show. So... Stan was actually on his Sunday with no football was actually cutting an album covering some of the great, you know, R and B bands of the seventies. So he was doing that, you know, some of the songs by the spinners, by the OJs, by the Delphonics, by the stylistics. So Stan, good job by him. And I said to Stan, I said, look, you know, you and I at some point, well, we got to do, you know, we got to maybe, you know, cut an album together, a little duet, right? You know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, when Frank, when he was singing with, with his daughter, Nancy. Sinatra, of course, if you didn't know. So I thought that was a good job. Stan said that he's going to send me a copy as soon as it's, you know, uh, on, you know, it's completely recorded. He's not quite done with it yet. Uh, him and his sound engineer were getting again, getting together today. Uh, to get that straightened out. So good job by Stan in West Orange. And then I asked JJ, my good buddy JJ, and JJ, you got to get off. I love you, bro, but you got to get off this LeBron to the Knicks nonsense, okay? Can we stop that already? Uh, you know, we might get into that a little bit more later, but please, okay? You know, he's hot for that. I'm, please, stop already. You know, that ship sailed 13 years ago when LeBron said, I'm taking my talents to South Beach. You know, screw him. He could take his talents. He loves China. He could take his talents there. But anyway, so <laughs> so anyway, so I was talking to JJ. I was talking to JJ, you know, what he did. Now, JJ, uh, who's brilliant. Now, he's going to the Super Bowl this week because JJ's everywhere. And then after that, he's taking his lovely wife, Caitlin. He's taking her on. A, you can't. I mean, you really you seriously can't make this up. He's taken to his lovely wife, Caitlin, on their belated honeymoon to South Africa to go on a safari. Now, he's also going to he said he's also going to play a little golf with Ernie Els and Louis Ustazen. I think he's Mark Leishman, I think, is playing. I mean, he's got a couple other guys that he's going to be playing with there, Charles Schwartzel. So, you know, a few of the South African golfers will be playing uh, with J.J. when he's there. He said he's not bringing his clubs he's going to rent. But anyway... So in preparation, uh, JJ told me, so in preparation for his, uh, you know, upcoming safari uh, in South Africa, 
JJ said what he's been doing now on YouTube, he's been watching reruns of Marlon Perkins' Wild Kingdom <laughs> back in the, uh, you know, like 60s. Remember Wild Kingdom? I used to watch it all the time, Marlon, King, oh, Marlon Perkins. Yeah. And it used to be on like, like, like when I was a kid, I had, we had, it was on Sunday. Was it on Sunday? Wild yeah. I think so. And it was on like, like you had like the lineup that I used to watch on Sunday night when I was a kid. Right. And remember, this is back when not everybody had called TV. My grandmother had it and, and NBC would have the Peacock. That's what they call their streaming service. Now the NBC would have like the Peacock and, you know, uh, right, right, right. This program is being brought to you in living color on NBC. And then you'd have the Peacock and all that. Right. So you watch Marlon Perkins, Mutual of Omaha's Wild Kingdom. Let me not let me not leave that out. Then you'd watch the Wonderful World of Disney before it got all woked out. You know, you watch that. You know, that was yeah, that was always that was good. Nice. You know, when like Snow White was really Snow White. You know, <laughs> Cinderella was really Cinderella. You know, the whole thing. Peter Pan was actually yeah, Peter. Right, 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 right. Peter Pan was Peter Pan. Well, you know, we could actually do that. You know what I mean? But we won't get into we won't get any farther into that. But I used to watch. You know, I used to watch uh, um, Walt Disney, the Wonderful World of Disney. And that was really great. And then after that, I used at nine o'clock was Bonanza. Everybody watched Bonanza, right? The Cartwrights, you know, Little Joe, uh, you know, Ben, the father, Ben, Ben Cart, Ben Cartwright was, you know, he was a man that was, you know, before his time because he actually had three kids by three different wives. I think they actually all died. I think. By the time he was, he had no wife at the end. I said she was dead too. So I don't know, but you know, it was wild back then, then, right? Michael Landon, Dan Blocker, Haas. Dan Blocker was Haas Cartwright. I think he died recently. Michael Landon died years ago, uh, sadly of cancer. He, of course, uh, was Little Joe, and of course, you probably watched Little House on the Prairie. I know that uh, that was a big hit in the uh, Scarabaggio house, but you know, nevertheless. As I pull my, pull the thing up here. Anyway, so that was, you know, so I was like, you know, just like I said, I was talking to a bunch of my buddies about exactly what were they doing to make up for the no football. And I thought that was some interesting stuff. So you ask, now you're saying, so, so what did I do? Right? Not that anybody really gives a damn, but what did I do on, on the first Sunday with no football? How did Beningo handle it? Well, the first thing I did, I haven't been feeling great lately, but I kind of started to get my groove back a little bit. You know, Beningo's getting a little bit back in the groove, you know. Let's groove tonight, you know, earth, wind, and fire. That kind of that kind of groove, I won't attempt to sing that. But, you know, I, I could see me. You could, Right now, I'm kind of dancing a little bit. But nevertheless, I'm getting my groove back. So I went. I still can't play golf because it's still a little too cold, although I did see where later on in the week it might be into the 50s. So, I'm, you know, maybe, maybe, you know, all of that. So, anyway, so what did Beningo do yesterday, right? I did my walk early, nice walk, three miles, brisk. I was moving good, the whole thing. You know, I'm not not fast. I mean, if I go walk with my wife, I'll be she'll be 100 yards ahead of me, like five minutes into it, and then I won't see her anymore. <laughs> but I think I'm moving quick, but I'm not. But anyway, I did my walk, like three miles. Then we went to see my lovely granddaughter, Simone, who's a big-time volleyball player. We went out to Dover, New Jersey, to watch her play a little volleyball. Now, it was kind of a rough day for her team, uh, you know, 
Uh, had a tough day, lost uh, lost in two sets to this other team that was very good. But I did get a chance. Always loved going to see my grandkids. I saw uh, Trey, my grandson, play a little basketball on Friday. His team won. Uh, he played real well, played very hard, played some good D, for, forced about four or five turnovers in the game. But it's always good to go out and, and see the grandchildren. And I saw Simone yesterday. Tell me she's going to be a big-time volleyball player somewhere in college very soon. She's got – She's got. Uh, she's a sophomore. She's got a couple years left in high school. So, all right. But after that, what did I, what do we do after that? So it came on. Like I said, Beningo's getting his groove back a little bit. So what do we do? Right? And it's okay. This it, it, it is unbelievable. So what we did, my wife and I did something that we don't normally do. Certainly not on a Sunday afternoon. We had a little ADL. Okay. Now, if you don't know what ADL is, I'm not going to tell you. Okay. You'll have to figure it out for yourself what the hell ADL is, okay? The last time that my wife and I had a little ADL on a Sunday, you got to go back all the way to 1992. And, and there's a little story here that we'll tell. And we weren't married yet at this point in 1992. And I was still living uh, in the, uh, the place that my sister has now, the house in Saddle River, which was my parents' house. You know, my stepfather and my mother, you know, and there. And then I lived there after they passed away. And now my sister lives there and all that. So it was one of the week, weekends. Again, this is like December of 92. So it was one of the weekends when uh, Terry, the kids, who obviously were pretty young at the time, were with their father uh, for that day, um, the for the weekend. But not for the day, but for the weekend. So she actually stayed with me, you know, at my place, uh, you know, for that weekend. Now, but Sunday... Playoff game, Sunday. Woo! All right? So you can't do nothing on Sunday. Come on. The NFL playoffs? You think, I'm? what am I doing? I'm watching the game. So it was the Sunday of the Buffalo Bill-Houston Oiler wild card playoff game, 1992, right? And I'm watching the game. This is a classic story. So we're watching the game, right? And Buffalo's getting killed. Killed. I think it was 28-3 at halftime. The Oilers ahead. Warren Moon is tearing them up. You know, he's hitting uh, Haywood Jeffries, Ernest Givens, you know, um, Curtis Duncan. Oh, he's killing them, right? 28-3 at halftime, right? Now, remember this game. If you remember, Jim Kelly didn't play. He was hurt. So Frank Reich played this game. He was the – Frank was a tremendous backup quarterback for the Bills, as you remember. So now – Second half starts. First drive of the second half. Reich throws an interception that's returned for a touchdown. I believe it was Chris Dishman. It was either Chris Dishman or Bubba McDowell that intercepted the pass for the for the Oilers, who of course are now the Tennessee Titans. And he takes it to the house. Houston's up 35-3 with like, I don't know, maybe 10 minutes to go in the third quarter. I'm like, all right, you know, my 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 girl, this is my girlfriend at the time now. She's gonna be leaving. She's going to go home later on in the afternoon. You know, maybe this is a good time with this game being a blowout, 35-3. I'm not missing nothing for a little ADL, okay? <laughs> so so we go for the ADL, and everything's great. Everything is, you know, everything is, you know, stellar, as it generally always is. And anyway, so now we get done, right, getting, getting ourselves back together. Yeah. Let me put the game on. Let me see. Let me see what's going on in the game. So I put the game on, and now I forget what it was either tied 
Well, Buffalo's ahead. I'm like, what? And Buffalo's up like 30. I guess they were up like 38, 35. And I am beside myself. How could I do this? How did I miss this? The greatest comeback in the history of the NFL. What am I doing here? And, and right, well, as my wife points out, that was the last time this ever happened. Okay. Well, yesterday was no football. Until yesterday. <laughs> it only it only took well, how many years is that? 32? It's only 32 years ago, but you know, who's counting? But but nevertheless, so let's let's get back to this this story here. So I put the game on. Now it's 38-35 Buffalo, and I am I'm like, you can't, you can't get as pissed off as I was, okay? How did I miss this? The NFL fan that I am, what was wrong with me? And, of course, Houston comes back, actually ties the game, and then Buffalo wins it in overtime, I think 41-38, on their way to the third straight Super Bowl that they would lose, of course, uh, to the Cowboys. Anyway, uh, so anyway, so that, so that was that. So yesterday – was the first time since that that wonderful day that there was ADL on a Sunday afternoon. And again, if, if you need to uh, to ask anybody what ADL is, well, that's your problem. I mean, you probably got a good idea what it is. Okay, I'm sure I'm sure Scarabaggio knows. There's no doubt. If anybody does, what? Oh, Joey T. Joey T has perfected ADL. <laughs> Joey, D, Joey T is the king of ADL. Oh, what a disaster. This is. Joey may never talk to me again after this. Joey, we love you. Joey, don't, don't, don't listen to the podcast, okay? Anyway. So anyway, so that's the story there. So that's what what I did yesterday with no, with no, no football and what uh, some of my close buddies did yesterday with no football. I, I didn't ask anybody else. I just figured, you know, I, I asked the, you know, the closest guys, right. And, and you know, I, I was going to ask my good buddy, Marvin in Jupiter, who's been having some health problems. And Marv said, well, what he did was actually just look at portions of Popeye's chicken because he can't eat it anymore. It's like me, you know, seriously, it's like, it's like me looking at like, you know, like a, a, a tomahawk steak and just salivating. You know, sometimes it's so bad because I can't eat any of this stuff anymore because my stomach's such a disaster. So <laughs> there'll be days when I'll just go like like outside of Burger King and just smell, you know? <laughs> and you get that aroma of Burger King, you know, that double beef whopper aroma. Yeah, I can't eat it, but I can smell it. So, so anyway. Anyway, let's get our sponsors in here before we get in any more trouble. Now... The Hackensack Brewing Company, of course, everybody knows that, uh, located 10 minutes off the GW Bridge, less than 30 seconds off Route 4 in beautiful Hackensack. And we'll let you know probably sometime early in the spring when the uh, next live podcast will be. Now, Punxsutawney Phil did not see his shadow. So consequently, that means that we will have a very early spring. So if that holds true, if that holds to Hoyle, then we probably will be having our uh, our next live podcast sometime, maybe like even in the middle of March or something like that, but we'll let you know. But you know the deal. The tap room's open 4.30 to 10 Monday through Friday, 2 to 10 Saturday, 12 to 8 on Sunday, 78 Johnson Avenue in beautiful Hackensack, New Jersey. Go see my buddy Mike Jones. Go see TJ who does a phenomenal job. 
uh, Andre, everybody over at the Hackensack Brewing Company. And while you're there, have a couple of my Oda Payne beers. You'll you'll really enjoy it. But uh, check it out, the Hackensack Brewing Company. Again, we'll let you know when the next live podcast will be. Now, uh, uh, my good friends, my son Johnny, of course, uh, his boss, Harry, Rob, everybody over at the uh, Need a Discount Tire in Rivervale, New Jersey. You need anything with your car. You need work done on your car. You need tires. You need your car inspector, whatever it is. Go check them out over there. Tell them I sent you. Tremendous. They do a phenomenal job uh, working and uh, uh, taking care of your automotive needs. Uh, remember, it's in Rivervale, New Jersey, and it's on Westwood Avenue. Tell them Beningo sent you, uh, of course, Anita Discount Tire. Now, our good friends at the Hack, uh, at our good friends, I should say, well, obviously the Hackensack Brewing Company, but at DraftKings. Now, the Super Bowl coming up next week. Now, if you're looking for a super offer for Super Bowl 58, hard to believe there's been 58, DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered. New customers can bet on the big game and turn five bucks into 200 instantly in bonus bets. Uh, the line right now, if you need to know what the line is, I believe it's two. Uh, the uh, For some reason, the Niners are a two-point favorite. Have they figured it out yet that maybe you shouldn't have the Chiefs as underdogs? The Niners are a two-point favorite in the game, and I believe the over-under is 47 and a half. Uh, right now, and I'll tell you right now what I'm doing. I'm taking the Chiefs, and I'm taking the under. Now, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now and use code OTHEPAIN. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get 200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook, <clears throat> an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 58 with code O the Pain. That's O-H-T-H-E-P-A-I-N. The crown is yours. Now, if you got a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. That's 467 467- Three six nine in Connecticut. Help is available for problem gambling. Call eight 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 seven eight nine seven 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 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, twenty one plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire uh, on um, one hundred sixty eight hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility uh, and deposit restrictions, uh, terms, and responsible gaming sources. Check it out. The only way to go for any bets on uh, Super Bowl Sunday, Super Bowl 58, and that's DraftKings. All right. Before we go, a couple things. Number one, the passing of the great Richard Castor, who passed away on Friday. He was 75 years old. Uh, on his home, in his home in, on Long Island. Of course, you remember him in the early 70s. Uh, he was one of Joe Namath's favorite targets. Remember the big game? If you remember, remember he was the original number 88 before Al Toon wore it. So Richard Castor wore number 88. Of course, Al Toon later on, I do have the Al Toon jersey. Um, remember the big game that Namath had against Johnny Unitas in 1972, the uh, 44-34 game? when Namath threw six touchdown passes and for 496 yards, I believe three of the six touchdown passes he threw in that game were to Richard Castor, who had a uh, monster, monster game. Remember, United also uh, threw for like 370 yards in that game. 
in one of the classic duels of all time. Week two, 1972. Check it out. You can catch it on you, YouTube or whatever. But uh, Joe Namath, four, 15 of, he only completed 15 passes in that game, too. 15 of 28, 496 yards. was his all-time most yards you ever threw in a game. Six touchdown passes, the most ever he threw in a game. And it um, it's the Jet record for most touchdown passes in a game. It was actually tied in 2008 by Brett Favre, who did the same against the Arizona Cardinals uh, in 2008 at the old Giants Stadium uh, <clears throat> against Arizona. So <clears throat> two Hall of Fame quarterbacks, Namath and Favre, have the record for most touchdown passes in a game by a Jet with six. But Richard Castor... Great wide receiver. Richard Castor was kind of like, he was kind of a hybrid, you know? He was a hybrid wide receiver and tight end. He was kind of kind of both. Very fast guy. Kind of more of a wide receiver than a tight end, but very fast. And we really, like I said, uh, along with Eddie Flea Bell at the time, was uh, probably Namath's number one receiver uh, back in the early 70s. Jets weren't very good back then, but uh, they did have some, some decent games with uh, Namath and Casta connecting. So uh, the best to his family. May uh, may he rest in peace. The original number 88 of the New York Jets. And that, of course, uh, is Richard Caster. You know, we mentioned the uh, uh, what happened at Pebble Beach. What a, That's terrible. But you know what? Something's got to give. And Wyndham Clark, remember, he won the U.S. Open last year. Um, so he's, you know, he's the reigning U.S. Open champion, so congratulations to him winning that. But that's how bad the weather is. I mean, you know, I was watching a little bit yesterday. Uh, they were showing you a lot. You know, they obviously they were showing you the final, what turned out to be the final round on Saturday on CBS. But they were showing, I mean, some of the damage, the wind and everything, are really bad. And if you look at Pebble Beach, I mean, I'd love to play there, of course. But it's really exposed. It's right out on the water. It's on the Monterey Peninsula out there. Uh, uh, really a bad time right now for what's happening with the weather in California. And I think it might even be affecting the Super Bowl in Vegas, right? J.J. was telling me, because he's going to be out there, John Jastrzemski, he'll be out there. And by the way, we'll be doing our picks for Super Bowl Sunday coming up Thursday. I already told you what I'm doing. I'm taking the, I'm taking the Chiefs plus two, and I'm taking the under. I got a feeling this game's going to, going to morph into what we saw in the AFC championship game and be more of a defensive struggle than it is going to be, you know, a high scoring 35, 30 type game. I don't, I don't see that happening. I just don't. And I see the chiefs winning again. I don't know. Look, the chiefs were underdog against Buffalo. They beat them. They were underdog against the Ravens. They beat them and they're underdog again against San Francisco. And in my mind, they're going to beat them as well. So, you know, we'll see how it all plays out when all is said and done, but the weather now, I know they play in a dome there at, what do they call it? I forget, Alliance Stadium. I think it's called Alliance Stadium in Vegas, where the Raiders play now. Um, but the weather's not supposed to be great. Now, you'll be able to play golf, but I, I think it's only supposed to be like in the high 50s out in Vegas. So not exactly a, a stellar weather week out in the West Coast, out in western uh, the western part of the United States. So And the weather is actually not too bad. It's cold. You know, now there is a possibility. I did see this, and I'm hoping there is a possibility that, like, by Thursday it might be in the 50s. Yesterday was nice, actually. Probably could have played golf yesterday, you know, if we weren't going to see my my granddaughter play volleyball and then, you know, what we did later on. But <laughs> probably could have played golf yesterday. But, we, you know, we, we didn't. But 
it looks like it's going to be a pretty nice day on Thursday, maybe close to 50 degrees. And, you know, look, if it's 50 or even in the high 40s, if there's no wind and the sun is out, you know, you can play. You know, let's be honest about it. I mean, you can play. So uh, Terry and I have not played since mid-December. We had a nice day mid-December, which was the last time we played out at Paramus. I actually had a birdie that day. Ended a long drought. Ended about a three-month drought with no birdies for me. So I was happy about, you know, uh, ending that. So, but nevertheless, um, so we will, uh, hopefully we can play again this Thursday. We'll see how it all plays out. But Super Bowl 58 coming up. I've seen every one of them. I've been fortunate enough to see every Super Bowl that there is. Going back to Super Bowl one with the Chiefs and the Packers back in, you know, January of 1967. So going back a long, long time. I've been actually to three. Although I only went to the game to I actually went to the, to two games of the Super Bowl. And if you're a Jet fan, it couldn't have been worse. I went to the two Patriot Giants Super Bowls, right? The one in Phoenix when the Patriots were undefeated and the Giants beat them 17-14. You know, the great catch by David Tyree. You know, Eli getting away from the pressure. Plaxico in the corner and all that. So I was at that one. And then I was at the one in Indianapolis uh, when they won that game against uh, uh, New England. And, of course, the big pass by Eli down the sideline to Mario Manningham and all of that stuff. So two Super Bowls that I was at. And, uh, again, if you're a Jet fan, couldn't have been worse. And the Giants beating the Patriots twice. We also, my wife and I also went out to the Super Bowl in Phoenix, um, which was, uh, what was it, uh, February, I guess it was, of, what was it, 20, well, I guess it was actually 2014. But it was the Super Bowl when um, – Pete Carroll decided not to hand the ball to Marshawn Lynch against the Patriots and throw the ball, and Malcolm Malcolm Butler intercepted uh, Russell Wilson on the goal line. Seahawks, Patriots. We were out there for the week for that, uh, you know, radio row and all, but we did not go to the game. We left on Saturday, came home, and we were only my wife and I could be in Phoenix, right? And on that Friday, it rained. Can you believe that? <laughs> Only my rains in Phoenix like two days a year. And my wife and I were out there that one of the two days that it rained in Phoenix back in February 2014. So, you know, only us. All right, look, everybody have a great week. We'll be back on Friday to, to uh, get you ready for Super Bowl 58. Uh, have a stellar time. I hope you survived yesterday with no football and all the love.